All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 2022. Welcome to another episode, season three of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I truly believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation. It could be business, it could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. But the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us, they're not just salespeople. I think there are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, I'm super excited for this guest. She's someone that Every time I hear her speak, every time I hear her in a conversation, it's it's a meaningful one. And she says that on her, her LinkedIn profile. You know, she's a recent recent revenue enablement manager for a company called User Testing. So a recent new job for, for this woman. Uh, she is also the host of an awesome podcast I highly recommend to all of my guests uh, called the What Is Your Legacy podcast. It's we'll we'll get into the conversations. She really gets us all, you know, she focuses on salespeople, but gets us all to focus in on what is our legacy, what's changed. And uh, she shares deep, meaningful conversations. Met her through uh, another member of the Thursday Night Sales Group, which is uh, amazing. And she's just an awesome person to follow on LinkedIn. Please welcome none other than Galem Germay to the podcast. Welcome, Galem. Thanks, Alex. It was such a nice introduction. I really appreciate it. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. You really strike me because, yeah, not too many people have a, a gift for for you know deep connections. And some people hear that word deep and meaningful connections, especially in the context of quote unquote business. They don't really, it's kind of foreign to them or they just don't even know what that is, or maybe even think that those don't even belong in uh, in the workplace, and so we'll get into that. When I listen to your podcast, so if you, if you don't, <laughs> folks, like after this, listen to this full episode, but go check it out. Just what is your legacy? And just that question. Think about that for yourself. Like if I ask that to you, most people have never asked themselves that. I certainly haven't. Like, you know, what will live on, you know, when we're not on this earth anymore, and what we hope to to live on through our lives and. She's like, that's a deep, deep question. You know, we can all like ask it to ourselves in, in ways. So Galen, my first question is like, because I feel like, you know, kind of your role in, you know, training salespeople and things like that. When you hear the term like sell by being human, you know, a very human question, like what is your legacy? We all have one, but we don't think about it. What do you think about when I ask, when I say the term like selling you know, and selling by being human. What does that mean for you? Yeah. Before I answer this question, here's an encouragement for your listeners is check out Alex's episode on my podcast. It wasn't that long ago that we recorded and it's live. So it's out there. You should all check it out and listen to it after this one. It's funny that I just moved into a new role and we really focus on human insight. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. thing. So th- this is why I'm deeply connected to the company, but I'm not going to go more into depth about the company. People can check out user testing if you're interested and curious to know more about it. But to answer your question around selling as human, right? Because we're selling to other humans. We're not selling to robots. We're not selling to 
anything beyond other human beings. And for us in particular, we're in the B2B space. So it's business to business and it's human to human. Like when we have a conversation in the business world, we're talking to another human being. And I think the biggest realization that I don't think a lot of people have is the fact that, you know, this other person on the other side of the screen or at the other side of the table, whatever the case might be, they're humans. They have the same challenges as you and I have every single day. They have a family. They might have kids. They might be married. They might be single, divorced. They might have a dog. I mean, they're human beings. They go to the gym, maybe. They, they go get their own groceries. They get themselves dressed every day. Like we're speaking with other human beings who have similar, if not the same challenges as we do. So just by thinking about it in that way, brings down the pressure of trying to, you know, impress someone or trying to be better than someone else. Cause we're all going through our own challenges, but we don't always know them. Like you and I just talked offline before recording and, and you were asking me, how's your 2022 so far? And I was sharing with you that it's been extremely emotional. And the thing about it is that a lot of people in my own circle, like my closest friends, my siblings, they don't even understand that I am that of an emotional person. So what happened to me just, you know, a couple of days ago, early on in this year was that I spent so many days just crying. I was so emotional about things that were going on and that I needed to process and, and work through and heal on myself. And as I was sharing that with my closest, you know, friends and siblings, a few people did not take it as seriously as I would have expected them to or hoped for them to. And it didn't end there, but I acknowledged it. I recognized that there's a reason to why they don't do that. And that is on me. I needed to, to be more open, to be more vulnerable, not only after the fact that I'm going through something, but as I'm going through it, even though it might be very uncomfortable. So going back to selling, it's the same principle of being able to bring yourself to the conversation and to share parts of yourself that you may or may not expect yourself to share. I'm not saying I would go into a meeting and tell people, oh, I've been crying for the past, let's say four days. Like, no, that might not be relevant to the conversation. So let's be relevant about the topic, but also let's just be human beings and connect with each other. If you see something about someone that you enjoy, or that you appreciate, like let them know because you don't know what impact that's gonna have on them. Or just let them know that I'm here to support you or I'm here to help you. That could go a really long way. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, you s said something there that, you know, people sometimes don't kind of realize the full impact of what people are going through. Like, you know, you're picking up on those subtleties of, of how people say something like when I say like, how are you? Or how have you been? And, and, and people pause and they're just slowing down. They're really thinking about what uh, like is going on. You can kind of sit there for a second and just, you know, maybe offer like just something small, you know, not you said you, know, you, we have our boundaries for sure, but maybe saying, Hey, look, I, you know, I can't relate to any, I, I, I don't, I can't feel exactly what you're feeling. Right. But, you know, I've been in, in situations where things have been exhausting. We've all felt, you know, kind of similar feelings gone through different things together. But if you can kind of say, Hey, I see you, I hear you. I've, I've, uh, you know, let me share you something that happened to me and, and you know, what, what I went through and I don't know yeah. if it can help or not, but 
you know, hope, hopefully it, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, something you can take with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just said in the beginning of your introduction that this podcast is about people wanting to feel seen, heard and understood. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what this is all about and more. But that, that that's a great starting point for people to keep that in mind as we're interacting and to be intentional about it in those type of interactions and not always be so focused on the goal of what the outcome is going to be and be so driven by that. Meaning like a lot of people tend to go into conversations for the purpose of selling something to someone. And that's all that they're focused on. Instead of thinking about how can I deeply connect with this person? What are some of the things about them that I resonate with that I can have a conversation with them about? Like I've done this multiple times before I moved into this new role in revenue enablement. I was a sales rep and there were so many meetings that I had, whether they closed or did not close at the time, where I just really got to know the other person. I got to know what their hobbies are, what their family dynamic looks like. One of my prospects saw my sign behind me that says, what is your legacy? And asked me a question like, what's that all about? And I told him, it's my podcast and here's what we talk about. And then we proceeded to have another 15 minute conversation around what his legacy was. So these are the things that can happen if you're willing to open up and not be so like tunnel vision of, okay, no, I'm here with Alex. We're supposed to talk about this software that I'm trying to sell you and get you interested in so I can close the deal and get the contract signed and all those things. It's like, yes, we want to do that. Absolutely. And there's a process of doing that, but we also want to connect and have a conversation so that it becomes more interesting to work with you, not just for the time being, not just in the short term, but also in the long term. Because isn't that the whole point of selling? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Feel like like comfortable around the person because it's, yeah. it's just what you're selling. It's who you're buying. It's who you're presenting and the energy, the, the, the experience that you're providing uh, to people, that other human being on the other side. I'm curious, like if, if, you know, people are just maybe, maybe they haven't seen this in their lives and, and maybe um, I don't know, kind of like what, uh, you know, it's not something you necessarily learn uh, a, a subject in school on this stuff, like deep, meaningful connections. I'm curious for you, if you look back in your life, is there someone you can point to? Like, I don't know if you were always like this or what your family dynamic was, but can you talk a little bit about like how you grew up and, and where you think you kind of started picking up some of these traits where you were able to really connect with people in a deep way? And, and who, who would you credit as maybe teaching you some of this stuff? So I grew up in Sweden. I was born and raised in Sweden. And for half of my childhood, I grew up in foster care in two different families. And I think that's where a lot of this started for me, because I had spent so much time as a child just being very introspective. I spent a lot of time alone. Even though I had people around me, I chose to just kind of be alone. I was very shy growing up, which a lot of people cannot imagine when they see me or meet me or get to know me today. But I was, I was that child who would get left behind in the grocery store because nobody would remember that I was even there to begin with. I made no noise. I was just quiet in my own little bubble because I was going through so much as a really young child. I mean, I was the one in my family taking care of my younger siblings when I was like seven years old. So I had to grow up really, really quickly. And I had to learn 
how to deal with life pretty much on my own. Even though I had adults around me, caretakers, social workers, I still had to learn how do I deal with what's going on by myself in a way? And how do I continue to move forward in life? So that's kind of been like the driving force for me based on on my upbringing. But it's a combination of many different experiences, circumstances, people coming in and out of my life that has taught me to be flexible in any circumstances, to adapt to change very quickly, because I had to learn that from a young age, and to become open to learning new environments and and new people in those environments. Because like I said, I lived in two different foster families. I moved out on my own when I was turning 18 because I was like, I'm done with this. Like I'm doing this on my own now. And I moved around like from being born and raised in Sweden, moved to the US and then from US now to London. So I've had to learn how to adapt, how to be flexible, how to deal with change. And with all those different things happening throughout life, I have picked up bits and pieces from other people. I've learned from a young age how to listen more than I'm speaking because I was shy and because I wasn't as comfortable and I didn't have a lot of confidence as a young kid. And so I've learned all those things, but I would say one of the biggest pieces for me into why I have intentionally developed certain things in my life is because I've always had this big puzzle piece missing that I just wished and wished that somebody would have been there for me the way that I needed them to be. One of the biggest drivers for me is that if I can become the person that someone wish or hope that they had at a certain part in their life, then that's my goal. That's what I want to be like in, in work, outside of work, in my family, with my friends, that's the person I want to show up as is I'm hoping that when I have interactions and when I have meaningful conversations and even fun conversations that I can be the person that someone wished, like, I wish I had someone like this growing up, or I wish I had someone like this at my company or my old company, or I wish I had a friend like this, whatever the case might be. That's what I aspire to be more like. I don't know if uh, a legacy, if that's part of Galen's legacy folks, but Wow. Talk about an awesome thing. I mean, some people go through life and have that experience and it could be so easy to, you know, kind of like say, I am like, nobody may want me. I I'm not worth mm-hmm. anything. It's, you know, I, I don't have value. And, 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 and so many people are successful and on the outside and on paper, but they don't have that person. They haven't had people actually like really sit and listen to them and care about them and, mm-hmm. and just really interested in what's going on in their lives. They're just like, oh, that person's good. They're family. They're doing a great job. They're making money. But wouldn't it be nice if we could all, yeah, have that, that friend, that, that, that close person that maybe we all don't have. Not everyone has uh, someone to lean on. So, you know, yeah, like maybe if I can, you know, get, ask a deep question, like what is, what would Galem now say to that person that girl back then in the supermarket and the, you know, growing up after like the second foster home, maybe, you know, the first foster home, I don't know what, what didn't work out, but maybe feeling like, you know, I don't know if, if I'm ever going to find something that's going to work out. What, what advice, what, what would you say to her? You know, 
the truthful answer is nothing. I would say nothing because everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to for me, mm. because I had a deep belief in myself from a young age that things were going to be fine. I just didn't always know how or why, but even though there were moments in my life that I was devastated about, and I didn't know how to handle, like when my dad passed away, when I was about nine, mm. that was like one of the worst times uh, as, as a young child to go through that. And I was the closest to my dad in my family, the closest relationship. I was a total dad girl. And that, that was, that was it. And so when he passed away, I was like, what? And at that age too, like, you can't really comprehend what's mm -hmm. going on, but it affects you in so many ways as you grow up to not have that person and to have that, uh, parent in your life. And I, I haven't been that close to my mom from, from a young age because I was the closest to my dad. So that's, to answer your question, there's nothing I would say differently. There's nothing if I could go back and, and change something that I would change anything about it because all those different experience and all those different learning moments has made me more into the person that I am today and who I will continue to grow into. So I wouldn't want anything to change. I wouldn't want myself to be less shy as a child because then I wouldn't have learned how to be a better listener. I wouldn't want circumstances even to change because if I didn't have to be the person at seven years old who took care of my sisters and changed their diapers and fed them and was playing with them, then I wouldn't learn how to become more independent growing up. And I wouldn't be able to take the path that I've been taking and be the first in my family to go to college or be the first in my family to do different things and having different experiences or moving to different countries. I just wouldn't have been the person that I am today if I didn't get to go through all those moments. And they weren't great moments. A lot of them were not, but I, I learned a lot from it. I developed a certain personality to be adaptable, to be flexible, to deal with changes. And that applies to a lot of areas in life. Mm, yeah. But the downside is that relationships have been impacted for me. And this is what we talked about offline was, okay, uh, right now what I'm dealing with at this moment in time in my life is healing from relationships, various relationships, not just romantic ones, but other type of dynamic of relationships to heal from those experiences and in those moments so that I can continue on building new relationships and strengthen the, the current ones so that I can be even better in those moments. You know, I want to go to a point you made earlier. You said like, you just grew up and like, you were shy. You were just super introspective because you just sat there and like observing people and listening to people. And, 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 you know, it's the old saying you, you, grow through what you go through. And, and you've had this, like these, these really impactful experiences at such a young age that that really kind of like, like shapes the lens at which you like look through life at. And now as an adult, you've really honed that, that skill, which is awesome. A lot of people haven't had that kind of a background. Maybe they were in, you know, they had a, a, a cookie cutter kind of upbringing. They had everything like great and like nothing that they can point to, like that was, you know, something where that like they're, they're had like a, a big emotional loss or grief or had to experience these emotions like you would have had to do. So curious, like you talked about being adaptable, which I think is so important. And, you know, sometimes people 
are, like you said in the beginning, just looking at selling their solutions and not looking at kind of like adapting to the person, the conversation. And so like, you know, now in your role, maybe tell me a little bit about like, you know, how you train sellers to kind of hone in in their skills and adaptability. What are things that you kind of point towards on ways that we could maybe, you know, hone that skill of, of adaptability? Yeah. The first piece for me is around self-awareness. If you don't even know where to begin and what the areas of improvements are, then we got to start looking at that. Get some books to read about it, uh, emotional intelligence, create a higher level self-awareness, and then also like coach yourself. I, I do this with every rep. I'm like, I'm more than happy to listen back to your calls, but before I do that, have you listened to your own call? And some of them would say yes, some would say no. Well, okay, that's the first action item. Let's both listen to your call and let's both come and show up to the conversation and have some notes on what the feedback might look like and sound like. And instead of me pointing things out and saying, well, here's an area and here's another one, I would just ask them, how do you feel about the call? Where, what areas do you think or part of the conversation could have been enhanced? Or if you could do this all over again, how would you do it differently? Mm. And so we start having conversation about what happened and how they feel about it, what they think about it. So it's both using the logical part of what actually happened and what would you do differently? But then the other part is the human part. How do you feel about it? The emotions. Mm. How would you want this to feel different next time how did you walk into this meeting what what were you feeling were you anxious were you nervous were you irritated um and how would you want to feel next time and how can you change your ways of preparing for this so that next time you show up in the ways that you intended to show up as so you have a successful outcome of that meeting yeah it's so funny like um what you're doing i, I listen to your podcast and even like what is your legacy folks so the questions that you ask it's like I'm on the couch with Galen. It's the the sales therapist, you know. Sometimes we get scared about that, but we can all like kind of lean on that side a little bit without being like overly like, you know, hey, um, I really want to know your entire deepest, darkest secrets. It's just like, you know, even subtle things like you just said, like, how did you feel about that? Like, ask yourself, like, like maybe after every day, like, how do you feel like the day went? Like, what emotions came up for you in the day? why? Okay. You were excited. Tell me more about that. Like, why were you excited? And we don't, I think self-awareness is something that no one masters. It's something that you, we are constantly having to like ask ourselves questions or we don't pause enough and just maybe jot down a few questions and ask ourselves prompts. Like, how do I feel like, am I living up to like what I want to leave this world as? Am I, do I really love what I'm doing? Like, what do I not like doing? Why is that? You know, and, and mm -hmm. these questions like prompt like some serious answers, but we don't have that relationship with ourselves enough. But you know what it is? It's about curiosity. Are you curious? Are you curious about the people you're speaking with, your prospect, your buyers, your friends, your network? And are you curious about yourself? If you're not even curious about learning more about yourself, then how do you expect to then show up and be curious about other people? Mm, true. You can't. And one of the things I do every day, I have my part of my morning routine right now is to journal. I have a positivity journal. And part of that is checking in in the morning and then checking in at night. I've been doing consistently now for two weeks and it's been 
one of the best things ever because I really get to reflect. I get to be really intentional from the beginning of the day because then I have the goal set up and my affirmations and I have all these different things regulating my mood, journaling a little bit to set the day. And then at the end of the day, I get to reflect back and see, did I do the things that I set out to do today? And then another thing, I do a few things every day, but this is what keeps me on track and keeps me more centered is the positivity journal at the beginning of the day, end of the day. And then I do my video diary, which I'm sure we've talked about before. I've talked about on my podcast. I do video diary every day and that's simply for myself. And it's something, I guess it's a part of my legacy because when I think about it and how I set this up is that the people closest to me in life, they will get to watch my video diary when I'm dead. That's the plan. Some might get to see it sooner when I'm still alive. And there's a few videos like that, but majority of them will be some access to people once I'm no longer here. So I do those things every day. And then Like I said earlier, I'm going through a process right now of healing. So there's a lot of journaling there, reading. And so all those things has been super helpful because it it just keeps me on task and to check in more with myself and to follow that. It's such good stuff. Like, do you have like uh, questions in the morning in that journal that, uh, you know, that it asks you or you're just like writing stuff down? Uh, about your feelings? How, how do you? Yeah, it's, it's it a quick check-in. It's asking about your mood and there's like little emojis and you need to circle around which one you feel and then what you want to feel like mm-hmm. I want to feel and then dot, 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 you get to actually write it out. And then it asks about three affirmations for the day um, that you're supposed to repeat to yourself throughout the day. And then it asks for your like goals for the day. Like what are your goals today? And then there's a little section of like thoughts and notes. I think that's pretty much it for the morning part. And then evening is more reflecting on what did you accomplish today? How do you feel? What was your, there's a self check-in as well, like self-care check Mm -hmm. of like, what do you intend to do today for self-care? That's on the morning section. And so you get to reflect back on these things and then the gratitude at the end of the day as well. So going back to something you asked earlier before we transition into this particular topic, you said, well, what if there's someone listening, right? Someone out there who didn't go through the things that you've been going through, you know, the adversity, the challenges, the trauma. Mm -hmm. Now what, what do you do? And one of the things that I thought about was, first of all, thank goodness that you didn't have to go through any trauma, right? Like, First of all, let's just embrace that. That's beautiful. That's not something that people should shy away from, that they grew up and and had, you know, unconditional love and great parents and a great life and and good income, like nothing wrong with that. Embrace that. That's, That's wonderful. Isn't that what we all want? Like a peaceful life, a happy life? Absolutely. So my answer to that is focus on gratitude. Be grateful for what you have. And don't focus on, oh, I almost wishing like that something bad would happen. No, absolutely not. Focus on the good things. If you did have a loving home, that's beautiful. Focus more on providing more love for the people around you and continue on that path and stay positive and stay grateful for what you did have in your life and focus on that. It's a good point. Like I, I would recommend, you know, people kind of ask them themselves that and 
and maybe not just write it down, like what you're grateful for, but actually like, you know, dive in deeper to those things that you're grateful for. Like if you are grateful for your kids and your wife and things like, you know, show them, like say something to them, you know, get something uh, unannounced and do some type of action because it'll, you know, that um, we've, we've talked a lot about gratitude on the podcast and we've had people really dive into it. It's just, um, again, a, a way for you to kind of get in tune with your own emotions and kind of, I think, really connect yourself to other people and yourself. You connect to yourself actually through giving and receiving it for sure. So you make a really, really good point there. You know, a lot of people struggle because this isn't just for salespeople. Really, I think everyone in life and business, we're all going to be faced with a situation, I say, like that, um, you know, requires us to create change and that we'll have to sell something ourselves, a job, whatever. Talk to me about things that you, you know, you, you, you are thinking about when you're like creating that quick connection. I mean, look, like, you know, I've, I've known you kind of like off and on through LinkedIn and, you know, different groups and never met in person, but I definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, feel like in an instant, I can like tell you, I want to tell Galen like so much and and it happens like in conversations, you're probably surprised about what people tell you. Like you, you said the the person told you their legacy. Like, even if you didn't have a podcast, I bet you people told you things you're like, huh, wow. Like people are just comfortable around me. So, you know, curious about what you're thinking about in that quick amount of time. Cause this, I, I I'm, I'm willing to guess without knowing, again, your day to day that you could meet someone in an airport, mm-hmm. in an Uber, it, you know, and, and people are telling you things. So help us, you know, understand maybe what you're, what's going through your mind when you're like, you know what, let me see if, if we can, we can um, go beyond surface level with this person. You know, everything you said is true. And the, the crazy <laughs> part <laughs> is that it happens so quickly. Like, I will be like a, a great example that I'd love to bring in a story about is one time, this was about a year ago now, l- just over a year ago, I was going in an Uber from where I live in East London to the other side of town for a birthday dinner for an ex-colleague and good friend of mine. And this ride takes about, let's say 40 minutes because there's a little bit of traffic. And this was the most significant, I've had a few significant Uber moments throughout my life, like since Uber started and I've experienced it mm-hmm. uh, in various countries too. This is not just specific to London. This happened in the US. It's happened not in Sweden yet, but it's happened in the US. It's happened in London, in the UK. And this particular moment, this particular night, I was in the Uber and we started talking and pretty quickly, we just, as always, get into personal topics. Like this one time we were talking about this man's family and he started to share with me that, you know, he's been with his wife for a couple of years, but he's not happy and he's thinking about a divorce, but he doesn't know what to do with the kids. And he just like opened up and we had the deepest conversation for the next 40 minutes going to this place that he was dropping me off at. And at one point too, probably halfway through this, right? He starts to cry and he doesn't stop crying. And I'm just sitting there. Um, I feel like I'm now a counselor to this person. And I felt like this many times in many different circumstances. And it was such a beautiful moment to share with him. 
It was one of the most beautiful moments because he really got to just open up. He got to share what was on his heart. And the beautiful part, I think, that allows people in certain uh, circumstances to do that and to be that person is because you know that I have zero connection to this person beyond this moment. And I think that allows people to, one, just put down the guard a little bit and say, you know what, this is just one ride. I'm going to drop this person off in X amount of minutes. And so I can share certain things and I will probably never meet this person again. And the second thing is like, if somebody has never been heard before and you become the person who quickly listens more than you're talking, you're asking intriguing questions like, why do you feel that way? How come you thought about it that direction? Or why did you make that choice in life? Like he started talking to me about education and why he did or did not do something. And I started asking him, but why? What happened? What did I do for you? And how do you feel now? And then he just started, you know, once you start asking a few of those intriguing mm -hmm. questions or more impactful questions, just like we do in sales, the more the other person starts to talk and they start to share and because they quickly become comfortable around you because they know this is a person that is actually interested in me and they're curious about me and they want to hear what I have to say right now. So I'm going to share it with you. Yeah, it's so true. Like I, I think about it, people are like, you know, how do I master discovery calls? And, you know, some people that don't have a sales role, um, you yeah. know, they, they've never really had uh, daily chances to do that. So they feel like that's just for salespeople, but it's like, no, we all have, can have these it's Uber moments, day. right? Yep. We're just thinking of, tell me more about that. Why did you do that uh, that way? How do you think about that? Like, how did, how did, you know, how did you feel when that happened to you? What impact did that have on you, your life, your people around you? Like, where did that take you in life? Where did you end up yeah. after that? All these open-ended questions where, Again, and sometimes I'm at fault for this. Sometimes I like to ask those questions with like a disclaimer. I ask like three questions in one, like, you know, how did you feel like you did that? And, and this, and that, and this, but you, you, you can be soft-spoken, not many words, Galem. You can just say that, like, tell me more about that, period. People need to get comfortable being quiet. That's mm -hmm. like... Practice be, to be comfortable being quiet. You don't always have to speak. You don't always have to ask a follow-up question after follow-up question. Ask one important question that you truly want to know the answer to, and then take a step back and be quiet. It's easier to practice in a virtual world because you literally can mute yourself, and that should prompt you to stay quiet. Um, so start there if you need some tips on how to begin this journey of practicing being more in the moment, listening more than you're speaking, mute yourself to begin with. Practice that in the virtual world with friends and prospects, whatever. And then when you come into the real world, now you gotta now you can't mute yourself anymore. <laughs> but now you've got to be more intentional, be more aware of saying, hold on, this this what I want to say right now, is this important? for this other person to hear? Will this contribute in the direction I want this conversation to go? Or will it confuse the other person or will it distract the other person? And does this have to be said by me right now? Because so many people tend to be in conversations with not just one other person, but multiple people in a group setting, in a team meeting. And you know that there are certain individuals who always like to take up majority of the time to talk. 
the wanting to be part of the conversation so badly that they can't step aside to let other people share. So don't be that person at all times. Know when it's the right time to step in and when it's the right time to step out because it is much more impactful to hear something from someone once or twice that were really meaningful and important and contribute to the conversation than hearing from someone majority of the time and you don't even remember what they said. Yeah, like they're 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 just kind of talking and filling up space but not being like really thoughtful like you just said, you know, about asking like will this contribute to the conversation? Will it add to it? Does the person need to hear this? Does it need right. to be said and does it need by to be me. said by me is yeah. such a um, powerful question because a lot of things need to be said, but uh, need to be said by other people and really mm -hmm. a bigger, bigger emphasis from coming from someone else. Well, you know, Gail, you know, you, uh, I, I, I imagine that people that are like reps that are coached by you, they're, they're like thinking maybe even differently about their whole philosophy of, of, of selling. So I'm curious to know from you, like, can you maybe talk a little bit of how you coach people up uh, a little bit? Like, um, have you had some, you know, people in that role and how you've had to maybe, I mean, cause it's, it's really frustrating for people sometimes to be told like about a weakness or told about like something that they're doing. Maybe like if I'm, you know, some people may say, Hey, you don't really need to talk right now. Or, Hey, like go, like, like if I, if I had that tough conversation with a rep or someone on my team, that's maybe doing something that's like, like hurting, but they just don't mm -hmm. know it. And it's hard to really like say that that's part of them. How do you, how are you coaching up reps to, cause I I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, you have a different approach with each different person mm. that you're working with to really get to know their story. Like, how do you think this uh, applies to, to leadership and, and management? Um, you know, really connecting. Yeah. Cause I, I think that's a huge thing. Like managers, mm. managers aren't um, really thinking about like deep connections. They're a lot of times thinking about, you know, kind of numbers or maybe like where you want in your career or you have, certain coaching sessions, but um, they're not asking you like tough questions, like what is your legacy or anything? <laughs> um, so maybe even if they're not asking tough ones like that, how do you think uh, leaders and managers can make uh, small improvements uh, to, to get better at that area? Yeah. Uh, okay. A few things to unpack here, but let's start with the one piece of, around coaching and how do you how do you, what I heard you saying was that, how do you basically shed a light on the areas that needs improvement so mm -hmm. that they can become better sales reps moving forward? Yeah. Was Yeah. Okay. So how I think about that, what we talked about a little bit earlier was not pointing fingers at someone and saying, oh, Alex, you were, you were talking too much in this meeting. Like, why would you do that? Like, I, I would never say such thing. I would be asking you, how do you think that the meeting went? Right. If, if you could give me, I mean, a lot of different tech stacks out there will tell you the talking time and listening time. So it's a fact, it's not something made up, but you could just ask the other person, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you were in a place of listening or talking more in this conversation now as we're just reflecting back on it? And they will tell you very quickly, oh, I feel like I was talking a lot. Okay, what, what was the reason? Why do you feel like you were talking a lot? Was there a reason behind that? Did you try to fill up the time? Were you not 
were you just talking in circles? So like, was there a point behind it? Let's, let's, let's figure out what's going on here and why you did make those decisions. Instead of me coming to them and saying, this is a fact. I know that you spent 80% of the time talking and you shouldn't be doing that anymore. You should be spending way less than like, I, I wouldn't go that direction with anyone to tell them and point at them and say, this is your fault. You shouldn't do that. Stop doing this. Like, not my style whatsoever. It's rather being more inquisitive around why did you choose to do the things that you did? Or when you decided to talk about this topic, uh, how relevant do you feel like that was to what their priorities are? Mm. And do you understand what their priorities are? Do you understand where they are today and where they want to be in the future? What's, you know, gap selling there? Um, And, you know, some people will say, actually, no, I didn't. Or, Yes, but maybe, and they, then they start to say, well, you know what? Maybe I could have done this differently. Okay, that, that's a great point. How would you do differently next time? And then we talk about that and then move on to the next topic. Okay, how do you feel like this part of the conversation went for you? Now they're much more open to share. Like, honestly, I feel like I could have done blah, blah, blah. Or, you know what? Maybe next time I should talk about this instead. And, and so they start to become much more curious about evaluating the conversation that they just had and thinking, how can I be better next time? And then they typically will come to me and say, all right, well, what else, what else should I be aware of? And that is my opportunity at the end of the conversation of breaking down the walls, of making them more comfortable and open and not as you know, on guard, because most people would be on guard with any feedback. Most people are not comfortable with feedback, but it's not until the very end where typically they would ask, hey, is there anything else I should be aware of that you might've you know, acknowledged or pointed out or, or thought about? Then it's my opportunity to say, actually, yes, there is one other area. Let's talk about this. Mm. And then they can receive it. But I would never start the conversation that way because people need to be comfortable no matter how much they know you, no matter how many conversations that we've had. We might have talked about a different call last week, but now we're in a completely new conversation. So now I'm going to treat it like I would do from the beginning and start that process all over again with the same person. And the other piece I just want to add here before I take a pause is, first of all, are people even willing to have the conversations? That's the number one. If you're not ready for feedback, or if you're not in a place where you're willing to receive feedback at that moment, then there's nothing I can say or do to make that message hit home for you. So I try to, in not just when we talk about business and coaching and sales, but even in one-to-one conversations, you know, I try to as much as possible with friends and family is saying, hey, Alex, I'm going through something right now. It's quite a lot, but like, do you even have the capacity to talk about this right now? Is this a good time for you? Or is this a bad time for you? And then that gives you the option to either opt in and say, yes, I'm here for you. I'm happy to listen or to opt out and say, you know what? Not really ready for this conversation right now. Let's figure this out maybe in a couple of hours, maybe in a day or two, whatever the case might be. I think it's fair to give people that option. Just like when I'm coaching reps, it's like, all right, I listened to your call. Let me know when you're ready for some feedback because you did mention that you did want to improve in certain areas. Maybe now is not the right time, but when it is, let me know and I'm here for you. 
Yeah. I'm almost thinking back to like, uh, you know, the beginning of the conversation where you said you were so introspective young, you, I, you probably know how valuable that was to you as like growing up and, and what that gave you and you're letting people, and that's just like at the heart of sales, you're letting people have the freedom and the power to like figure it out themselves. Cause we, other people know, well, like we all know ourselves better than anyone else in this world will ever know us, even our spouses, even our parents, like we live with each other ourselves every day, you know, even if we, none of us really are experts at knowing ourselves or have complete self-awareness. I don't care if you're Tony Robbins, right? Like even him, even he like has to constantly, like we are all growing every day, right? We are all changing. work in progress. We're working yeah. progress. And so we're constantly, yeah. and so you're totally. letting people have that power to really think through what they were thinking about, what they could be doing different. They may say things that you didn't even point out. You didn't even see, but they exactly. saw and, and you were like, you know what, you're right. Like, tell me, you know, a little, little bit more about that. So yeah, I really, you're making me, I think, that, you know, kind of it's, it's giving people that autonomy to, um, you know, have that introspective. I agree. But you also asked like, what can leaders do and think about? And mm -hmm. I think leaders can think about what, how, how do they wish, like we talked about earlier, I want to show up like the person I wish I had. Mm -hmm. So leaders should ask themselves that question. Am I showing up in the ways that I would need a leader for me in this position to do? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, Okay, then you got to look at yourself and say, what needs to be changed here and change that. Oh, very, very true, powerful words. Um, Gail, I know we're kind of ending off. Like, I, I feel like I could, uh, you know, have deep conversation with you for a long time. Yes. Um, um, you know, help. I always like to ask this question because it connects people to you and, and it's something that's only happened to you and it's just something unique. And it's just a fun question I ask all, all my guests. And, Mm -hmm. Maybe people can see themselves in, in you or your story. Um, but the question is this, it's just something about you, Galen. So what is, um, if you look back at your life, something that, you know, it's something, maybe it's an event that, so, or it's just a quirk about you, something that if I asked your closest friend or your family member, something that's just, it would, it, it could only, or would only happen to Galen, uh, Germay, what would that be? Maybe it's a quirk. Maybe it's just something a story about you that someone was would be like, you know what, that is so totally Galen. You know, can you think of a story or something like that that describes you? <laughs> uh, I guess one of them. I mean, I think there's a, a few. I can be very random at times, which I think people <laughs> don't expect about me. Okay. Um, I guess one of them would be like, if I'm in a place of, of feeling frustrated or irritated or even super happy, like it doesn't matter really, it can go, the spectrum of emotions can be, again, random. But what I like to do is to start cleaning and organizing. And most people know this about me. So like, if I'm not answering you or if I'm, you know, not really available, something's going on. Like I am doing this thing. Like one time at, I think one o'clock in the morning, I decided to finish defrosting my freezer. Like not normal behavior, but 
that's the kind of things I like to do. I started the process to be fair hours earlier during the day, but then, you know, didn't finish it. I got away with meetings and other stuff. And then I didn't realize until about midnight before I was going to go to sleep that, oh my God, I haven't finished defrosting my freezer. So now I have to do this. So that's what I did at midnight. <laughs> so like one or two in the morning and i remember messaging a friend being like guess what i just and i was so excited about it too like guess what i just finished doing at two in the morning and he's like what i said defrosting my freezer and he's like what is wrong with you why would you do that like how is this exciting and i was like that's what i like to do in my free time <laughs> you like to get stuff done whether it's the freezer or podcast or sales um you make it work, but those are some of like the random things that I would do out of nowhere, just because I just feel like it. Like I get this urge sometimes of just, I need to clean something or I need to organize something and I would just do it. We need to hang out more. You can come, come by my house anytime. And <laughs> that is literally my job as, as a friend, that is my job. I have so many people like, can you please just come and help sort this situation out and i was like actually yes i love it one of the um <laughs> one of the christmas gifts i think a year or two ago to one of my sisters yeah, yeah it was a year ago because we went back home to sweden to celebrate there i was like can i please for the love of god organize your apartment can i buy all these little things to put stuff in and in structure and your closet so i did the kitchen and the closet and it was the highlight of my Christmas was to get to do that for her. You, you are a much better person than I am where, you know, um, I, I'm sure people listening to this, like, where can I, uh, you know, Gail, like Gail needs to get a side business hustle going on, uh, uh, house cleaning. Where can people reach out, Galen, maybe mention that they, you know, if they're still listening this far into the podcast, they can mention, you know, Hey, I heard you were a great, uh, you know, um, uh, home, uh, organizer, and I'd love to connect. Where can people find you, connect with you, and, and uh, see all yeah. this is Galen? Um, LinkedIn, for sure. I just stuck at responding back to messages because it's super overwhelming, um, as it is for many people. So definitely connect, though, on LinkedIn. I would love to be connected there. And then Instagram as well. So it's at Galen Girmay on Instagram. And I will most certainly respond much quicker on Instagram than I will on LinkedIn. Nice. I love it. Galem, such a joy to, to talk to you and, and just to you. You know, learn more about connections. I learned a ton from the podcast and just, yeah. um, you know, but amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Galen. Hey gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.